Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. This week's message by Ryan Baker Barnes is called Open Heaven, Stepping Into God's Timeline. We are excited about the Holy Spirit weekend. Come and celebrate 18 years of Revival Fires with us and special guest speakers, Barbara Yoda, Mary Audrey Raycroft, David Campbell and Trevor Baker. From the 30th of June until the 2nd of July, there is no registration fee. Visit our website for full details, www.revivalfires.org.uk. All right, everybody. How are you, how you doing? How are you doing? I've got, I've got a little bit of technology today. Ooh. Oh, gosh, no. Do you want to just pray some healing prayer? There we go. We're good. I know it's a good picture, isn't it? Wasn't that a great time of worship? Why don't you give the band just a hand? Fantastic. I love being led in worship and having a team who are just so dedicated. A word for you for today. And yeah, that's good. You can give God a hand. Yeah. So um, Trevor has also given me a word for you for today. And it's the same because it's delegated authority, right? Doesn't God talk? Jesus talked about that in the Bible. Delegated authority, didn't he? And I'm really excited because I've, I've studied the prophetic mandate is out for this week. And you guys can help yourself to some in the reception on the way out. Or you've probably already seen them on Facebook, by the email, that, so on and so forth. But um, what we really want to share today is about what, what is on God's timeline for us as a church. How many of you guys like Facebook? Okay, let me rephrase that question. How many of you guys know Facebook? Okay, here we go. Um, my phone battery has been dying a lot lately. And I, I went on and it did some st- statistics of what app I'm using the most. And I've discovered that 33% of my battery power is used on Facebook. Which is a bit of a shock to me. Even though my wife probably says, Ryan, you get off Facebook, get off Facebook. I'm like, no, I'm not on Facebook too long. Sorry, she, she's amazing. Um, what did you say? Instagram. Instagram. Anyone on Instagram? Okay. That's, yeah, Instagram is really cool. You should check that one out, Chris. But Facebook is full of some incredible videos. I like the videos the most. Okay, the videos are fantastic. If you find me chuckling in the corner, it's not because I'm going crazy. It's because I'm watching a video on Facebook. But it's also really good to connect with people. And on Facebook, you probably realize there's this really cool feature. It's that every now and again, it comes up on your, on your timeline and it says, this time, eight years ago. And there's a picture of a memory that happened in your life eight years ago. A couple uh, moments ago for Anna and I, it said, this time, f- 13 years ago, I asked Anna to marry me. Isn't that amazing? And on Facebook, these things pop up. And did you know God has got a timeline? And today, this very day, if we dig through scriptures, God has a pop-up for us that says, This day, 
2016 years ago was when I poured out my Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Did you know that? This day, Sunday the 12th of June. Now, I know many of us are thinking, oh my goodness, Ryan, but Pentecost was last month. What, what are you talking about? So we've had a leap year, haven't we? And a leap year kind of messes things up a little bit. I had a friend growing up whose birthday was on the 29th of February. <laughs> and his parents... <laughs> I'm thirsty. His poor parents were quite um, staunch. You know there's people like that. He had his birthday once every four years. <laughs> poor guy. So anyway, leap years mess things up. But today on God's timeline is the day of Pentecost. And I'm really excited about all that God wants to talk to us today. And let me also say, by the way, we haven't done the offering. This is the offering talk, okay? I've kind of got two messages prepared. But looking at the time, if I just get through this, I promise we will stop at half past 12. Is that okay? Everyone got a deal? We're going we're gonna to get involved. But I want you to know this is it's not that we've forgotten. This is not just about an appeal for money, but this is an opportunity for us to jump onto God's timeline. Everyone say amen. 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 Okay. So this today is the day of Pentecost. Um, did you know in the Bible, the way that God set it up to measure Pentecost was like this. On the day of Passover, we all know Passover, right? Passover is Easter, the cross, all that Jesus did for us at the cross. On the day of Passover, the priests would count seven weeks from that day, okay? Until yesterday, that was yesterday. Now, what is seven? What's the number seven mean to you? Completion. Seven means the number of perfection. You know, I really don't think it's um, a coincidence, but it's God's plan that you gave that testimony even today, Margaret. Because what God wants to do today is change cycles. We have got, yeah, you can give him a hand for that. We have got today the culmination of seven lots of seven. Can you see the double portion there? Seven sevens. Today has been counted off seven weeks of seven days. And today what God wants to do in our lives is to change patterns, to change cycles. There, there is... Um, even today, right, today is a Sunday, okay, and we have got a cycle in our lives of rest and of work. And God wants to set up new cycles in your life today that will see you through into the next season. Um, we, we also stand right now, uh, it's meant to be summer, and I loved the week that we had of summer. <laughs> oh, it was a good summer, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> Do you all remember Gunther? Gunther's a friend from Finland. If he's watching, Gunther, we're praying for you. He posted a picture on Facebook. It was this lovely sunny day on a Scandinavian sea. And, and it said, summer is amazing in Finland. Last year, it happened on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, we feel your pain. But God wants to, he wants to put us into a cycle of completion. And he wants to put us in a cycle of perfection. I love preaching. I love being in meetings. I love hearing about what the Bible says. But most of all, most importantly, I think for us is this word application, right? And so in everything that I'm saying, I really want to put in there for you an application. Well, what, Brian, does this mean for me? Seven sevens. Let me tell you, God is bringing about 
completion in your life. And today is an opportunity to jump onto God's timeline. Let me put that out there. Is there any areas in your life that you're struggling with healing? This is not about, um, well, just because Ryan said it, you know, am I going to do it? This is something that God is showing us through his word that we can break these cycles. Is there any cycle in your life of lack? Financial wealth, any cycle of health. Just think about it as I'm talking. Lord, what cycles are you wanting to bring a turnaround and a change in my life today? Because that's what today is all about. I also mentioned it's seven sevens. That is also a double portion. How many of you guys want a double portion? Yes, Lord. I want to step into more than enough. I want to step into a double portion of what you've given for me. Remember also that today is the day of the Holy Spirit, okay? And I've been really, I'm trying to finish a song right now. And this song is all about um, nothing can keep me from you, Jesus. Nothing can keep me from your love. There's nothing that can stop me from entering your presence. You've done everything for me. I'm kind of giving you all the words. It's, it's almost done, guys. But it's something that God's been speaking to me about, is that there is now no condemnation. There is no separation. There is no distance. We can enter into all that God has for us. And when I think about the double portion, my mind straight away jumps to the story of Hannah in the Bible. Everyone wave at Hannah. We're talking about your name today, Hannah. Hannah was barren. And she was teased and mocked and ridiculed by um, her husband's other wives because she was barren. She was living in a place of shame. What God did to her when she went to the temple, they used to go only once a year and they'd worship. And she cried out to the Lord, saying, Lord, would you take my shame away? Lord, would you give me a child? And God answered her prayer. And one year later, she had a baby boy. And that baby boy's name was Samuel. You all know the story, don't you? But Hannah sings this amazing song afterwards, saying that, Lord, instead of my shame, you've given me a double portion. I believe that there are cycles of shame in our lives that God wants to break today. And the way he's going to break it is by giving us a double portion. I've been thinking about this as well. You know, um, if, God, if you have fear in your life and the Lord wants to break fear, the Bible talks about perfect love casts out fear, right? And we, we talk about sickness. So obviously, well, God comes against sickness with healing, you know. Um, there's, there's all these opposites. And I was asking God, Lord, what is the opposite of shame? What is it that you come to overcome shame with in our lives? Is it love? Is it grace? Is it mercy? And he said, Ryan, it's honor. God wants to honor you today with his presence. What an honor it is that his Holy Spirit is available to us. That was the honor that Hannah experienced as soon as she had a child. Shame was removed because she was honored with, with uh, inheritance. She was honored with the baby. She was honored with the lineage line. There was now no more room for ridicule, for, for um, mocking, for teasing, all those things that can bring shame. Did you know that the Holy Spirit living in your life is one of the greatest portions of honor that God can give you? It's absolutely amazing. And cycles of shame are breaking today. If we could just realize the honor that God is pouring upon us, by His Holy Spirit. And let me just also backtrack a bit. You know, does it mean that today, just because today is the day of Pentecost, does it mean that the Holy Spirit can only come on today? 
doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out just in a new way, just because today is special. Just making some thoughts here. No, it doesn't. God's presence was poured out 2016. I don't know the exact time, but you know, a long time ago. But what we do on days like today is it reminds us, doesn't it? It's a memory. I get older day by day. I know you wouldn't think it looking at me. (laughs) All of us do. But on our birthday, we look back and we remember and we celebrate that we are now one year older. That didn't just suddenly happen, did it? It crept up, crept up on us day by day. I'm, I'm working hard on this. It's creeping up on me since I hit 30 day by day. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. It's not that all of a sudden today is our only chance to receive Him. But today we look back and we remember. And when we put honor on what God has done, He honors us with a double portion of His presence. Can you see how that's what's happening there? That's what we can step in today on God's timeline. See, even my computer wants to remind me not to talk past 12.30. That's a really nice screensaver, isn't it? Oh, gosh. There we go. That's better. I actually have got some things on here for you. Okay, cool. That's coming up. So we talk about double portion. Okay. We're right there. Perfect timing, computer. Thank you. This month as well, in the Bible, God gave a certain tribe of Israel to be associated to it. Okay, And that tribe is Zebulun. Everyone say Zebulun. Zebulun. Amazing thing about the tribe of Zebulun. Its name means, his name literally means, glorious dwelling and, I've literally forgotten. (laughs) His name literally means... An honored dwelling or a glorious dwelling or a precious gift, right? That's what the name Zebulun means. Any Zebulun's in the house today? Any children, any mums expecting babies? Zebulun's a good name. (laughs) Just joking. Isn't that interesting talking about the Holy Spirit? It literally means a glorious dwelling or an honored dwelling. That's what the Holy Spirit did on this day when he came out in Pentecost. That honor is there again. But there's something about the tribe of ben- Zebulun, Benjamin, Zebulun, that I want to read to you. And this scripture here is Deuteronomy 33. We can all have a look. Of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call peoples to their mountains. There they offer right sacrifices, for they draw from the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the land. Something really interesting happening here. This is a father giving a blessing to his son. Okay? Because forget about all the tribes, that's what it is. It's a son. And what Jacob is saying here, he's actually linking two of his children. He's linking Zebulun and Issachar. Now, we've all heard about Issachar, haven't we? That he was a prophetic man. That he knew the times and the seasons. And what's happening here, again, if you remember that double portion, double sevens, God is linking two things together for us today. That we can step into. He's linking in what Zebulun was good at. And Zebulun was a wealth generating man. His tribe lived between two seas. The Mediterranean and the Sea of Galilee. Do you remember me talking about the Sea of Galilee a couple of weeks ago? Thriving with fish. Thriving with life. Zebulun, as, as it says there, um, draws abundance from the seas. He knew how to generate wealth. He knew how to trade well. He knew how to take a little... Invest it well and get an increase. 
That's what God wants to do in us. Remember the cycles he's changing? He's bringing a new cycle of increase. But it's linked also to the prophetic. There's a linking of wealth and the prophetic. There was a prayer that Trevor wants to pray. Listen, let me just, you read it out over yourself. This is what God's praying for you. I pray that you will receive a new anointing, new relationships that will bring extreme (laughs) revelation. And the revelation will bring increase as you enter a new cycle of blessing. Blessing that enables you to walk in new fullness, new gifts, increased fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let this Pentecost be your full portion leading you forward. Do you know, I had a word this morning in the prayer time from Laz that God was giving me new gifts. And I, pretty, pretty awesome, isn't it? See, that's the thing also about the Holy Spirit. It's not just about me standing here and speaking to you, right? It's God pouring out on all of us, isn't he? All of us having access to it. That's the whole point of this. So, who wants a double portion? Who wants double portion? You guys are great. The other thing that happens, okay, so any mathematicians in the house, what's seven times seven? 49. 49 days counted off yesterday. Today we stand on day 50. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I gave you a, a clue there, didn't I? <laughs> Jubilee. Anyone married 50 years yet? How many? 55. Wow. That's amazing. That is incredible. And were you 46, Terry and Margaret? Yeah. Wow. What, what happens at, when someone's been married for 50 years? What, what gifts do you give them? Gold. It's called the golden jubilee. So on top of all of this, not only is God saying that he wants to break a cycle, not only is God saying he wants to pour out a double blessing, he's also saying today right now, when the Holy Spirit fell, was a day of jubilee. Isn't that incredible? I think it's pretty awesome. What was jubilee? I put it up there because I think some of these things might just like jump into your heart, what God wants to say to you. The jubilee was... A a year of liberty. It was a year of freedom. If you were a slave, you were set free. It was a year of rest. You know, for that whole year, they couldn't till the lands. They couldn't sow the lands. They couldn't plant it. It had to be in a place of rest. And I really want you guys to know that God is setting up as well a cycle of rest. I hear a massive, amen, hallelujah. That's just my wife. Cycle. (laughs) Talking about me. (laughs) God wants to set us up in a cycle of rest. Here's the thing also about the Holy Spirit and rest. The Holy Spirit poured out on Jesus when he was baptized. When? Before he had done a single thing. Do you see that? We might get to that bit later. But when Jesus was baptized... It was the first thing that he did starting his ministry. He hadn't healed a single person. He hadn't given a great word of knowledge. He hadn't spoken a prophetic word into anyone's life. He hadn't raised the dead. He had done nothing. I mean, if you look at the Bible, he was without sin, but he had caused his parents a lot lot of scare. He was like left behind in Jerusalem while they traveled three days somewhere else. I mean, I know where my children are pretty much every three hours. I don't know how that happened, but... (laughs) You know, this is, he was a normal boy. He was a real child. But the Holy Spirit poured out at him before he had done anything, right? What does God want to say to us? 
You don't have to strive. You don't have to work to enter this rest. You don't have to have gone out and prayed for every one of your colleagues this week. All those are good. But God wants to pour it out on you because he loves you. Because he wants to give you a double portion right now. He wants to set up a cycle of rest starting today on the day of Jubilee. Where that what we do in this week ahead, we don't work in order to rest, but we work from rest. Do you see the difference? I am, there's a lot of things I talk about and I can tell you stories and, and I've, I've had this thought in my mind that I probably need some modern stories because you know me, don't you guys? I talk about Zimbabwe a lot because it's funny. But there's some things in my life that God is... Well, it makes me feel special to say that. That's the whole point of stories, isn't it, right? But there's some things in my life as well that I don't have old stories for because God is talking to me about it today. And this one, rest. This is not just a good point. This is something I'm saying, Lord, today I want to get on your timeline of a new cycle of rest. (laughs) I told you the story, didn't didn't I, about uh, my children. We were at the table. Um, sometimes we, we talk about Bible stories. Let me tell you, we don't do it every day. I'm not a perfect family, okay? Just putting that one out there. <laughs> but on this day, we were talking about the Ten Commandments. I think we were reading through the, the Bible story. And, um, you know, do not steal, do not kill, do not, do not commit adultery. Make sure that you keep the Sabbath day holy. So, you're like, what does that mean? That means have a rest. So, the children were talking to each other. And they're like, yeah, we're pretty good at keeping these laws, Dad. You know, we haven't killed anyone. <laughs> so did I ask Ben or did Ben just say yeah Ben was like yes dad but there is one that you need to work on <laughs> okay you better tell me he said yeah dad you need to rest <laughs> that was only a couple months ago so this, this is something I'm, I'm really trying you know to get in my life and a guy called Mark Stibby said that and it, it's so simple but it's so profound and I know in my life I'm a completer, I'm a finisher, right? So even if it's the weekend, I find it hard to relax until the dishwasher is loaded and unloaded, the bed is made, and like at least the lounge is hoovered or something, you know? <laughs> if, if everything is in its place, then I can rest. You understand? But what God's saying to me is, Ryan, you don't have to work hard in order to earn your rest. Your rest was purchased for you on the cross of Calvary. In fact, you will work better if you work from a place of rest. You rest and then you look forward. So, Lord, I need a double portion of rest. That's one of the things that is accessible for us on God's timeline today. Liberty, rest. Okay, on the year of Jubilee, debts were cancelled. Hallelujah! Yes! Guys, who wants a debt cancelled in your life today? Seriously, I, be- I just feel this right now in the spirit. And you know me, this is not like me. There is debt cancellation awaiting for you if we would take hold of it by faith. I've heard testimonies of it. And Lord, I want some debts canceled. I, I-, I try and live debt free, right? But you know, I have a mortgage. Wouldn't that be awesome? This was the year when no matter what debts you had owing against you or you owed someone else, by God's decree, they were canceled. How amazing. I mean, just think about it even. If, if 
I don't know how many of us there are, maybe 120. There was 120 people gathered in the upper room. They changed the nation. Imagine if our debts were canceled. Forget about EU in or out, right? Imagine the difference in life it could be. Debts were released and debts were canceled. The day, uh, the year of Jubilee was also on the day of atonement. What does that word mean? Literally this, it means forgiveness. Forgiveness. The cycle that we're in our lives sometimes of, um, am I good enough? Do I, do I deserve rest? Uh, w- will I have enough? Will, my, will I be enough for my family? Will I ever find the right person? These cycles that we're in. Sometimes because of our own shame and sometimes because of our own sin, God wants to release forgiveness. That's the whole point of what this day of Jubilee was. It It wasn't just about the external, but it was right here starting on the internal. And it was a day of restoration. What, what is restoration? Well, not only was your debts cancelled, right? If you had land that was belonging to someone else or that you had to sell in order to get money and, and it was occupied by other people, if you have, have children who were slaves or even livestock, this was the year that they all came home. How many of you think that you've got things in your life that it's time to call home today? There are things in my life that I am calling home today. The power of a sound mind. We're calling that home today. Wealth generation. I'm calling that home today. You know, children... Who are, who are not walking with God, we can call that home today. This is the timeline that God wants us to step into. I absolutely love it. And all of this was an Old Testament shadow, right? An Old Testament um, picture of what Jesus would do on the cross for us. All of this is what we have got access to through the cross. And the Holy Spirit is what we've got access to even through the cross. So uh, let's just say liberty. Come on, say liberty. liberty. We are... We're stepping into a day of liberty and a day of jubilee. That's the better word. Jubilee in Jesus' name. Amen. What else have we got here? Okay. We're getting there. Everyone still with me? Yeah. Doing okay? Okay. Here's the other thing I want to talk about is today is an incredible day as well because it's a linking day. Okay. It's linking Passover, which is all of this. Jesus won for us at the cross. With what the Holy Spirit wants to pour out upon us. And you remember what I said about rest. We don't work to rest. We work from rest. God wants our minds to think very differently. Okay. We can stand in, the, in today and the time of our lives. And we can look back at yesterday. We can look back at two months ago. We can look back at a year ago. And see what God did and said, Oh, that was amazing. Um, weren't those such good, good days, you know. The good old days, Trevor said on Thursday. We call them the good old days because the trials we were going through then are no threat to us today. They weren't good when we were in them, were we? The good old days. And we look back. And even, even things that we might have achieved, we can look back. Um, let me talk, for example, maybe about a healing. I had, this is totally gross, sorry about it. <laughs> I had a ganglion growing on my, my wrist right here uh, a couple of years ago, and it was ugly. <laughs> Felt like Quasimodo, you know. <laughs> but God healed it. I'm telling you, like it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And 
we were in a meeting and someone said, I just believe God wants you to shout for your victory. I had an opportunity then. Do I step into that word and shout for my victory? Or do I think, man, that is super weird. I mean, honestly, it is weird sometimes what God told people to do in the Bible and what we do in church sometimes. But the whole point is not that it's weird. The whole point is that we step into something. So I did it. You know, I shouted. I thought, well, everyone else is shouting. No one's even going to know if I'm doing it. So good, right? I'm not going to miss out. <laughs> That's a good thing about being in a great church where everyone jumps on board. <laughs> no matter what you're doing, it's probably not as weird as the person sitting next to you, you know. Anyway, that night, I went to bed, I hung a a ganglion. The next morning, I woke up, and it was absolutely gone. Isn't that incredible? Like, nothing. And I can stand here and look back at what God did and think, oh God, that was so good. And if I'm in a place of, of need right now, Lord, why can't you just do what you did then? Lord, why can't you just give me a word that someone tells me to do, something weird, even if it's going to jump in the river seven, seven times? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I jumped in the Cornish Sea a couple of weeks ago. Man, it was cold. Um, I'm healthy, though. I'm still healthy. You know, Lord, And we can look back and say, God, if only, if only. But God wants us to view the past very differently to that. Okay, God wants us to take what happened in the past and put it right here in front of us and look through it into the future. Okay, And that's the power of testimony. We don't look back and say, God, you, you did it, Lord, you did it. Why can't you do it today? We take that. God healed me. I put it right in front of me here. And I look at my situation that I'm facing right now. And I don't look back. I'm looking forward through the testimony, and that's what brings the power of God. What he did yesterday, he can do today. That's what God means by that scripture. What he did yesterday, he can do today, but we have to look forward. So even on this day, this day is a linking day. We look back at the Passover, at the cross of Jesus Christ, right? At what he did for us, which is Jubilee. But we don't look back and say, great, Jubilee was awesome. I got the Holy Spirit now, and I'm going to work on Monday. Let's just see what happens. We stand today and we say, this is what you did for me at Jubilee. And I look into my week on Monday and I say, liberty. I look into my week on Wednesday when I've done three hard days of work and I say, rest. Do you see the difference? I look into my bank account on Friday and I say, debt's cancelled. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you see the flip there that happens? And that is a new cycle that God wants to set up in your life. Isn't that good? Okay. So God wants to link. He wants testimony to be something that you look forward through. It's like a glasses lens. Does that make sense? We don't just look back and see what he did. We look back and we use that lens of faith at what God's going to do in the future. There's something else I just want to talk about um, today. I really believe, you know, open heaven. There is no better picture of an open heaven over our lives than what God is did when he sent the Holy Spirit down to us. I don't have time. I've got a whole study that James Gold did that I've read through about open heavens in the Bible. And it's incredible. There's an open heavens that change nations. There's an open heaven that people can step into and prophetic words and apostolic uh, commissioning is released for entire nations. And what we even see in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost, it changed culture. 
It shifted things, didn't it? But the most important thing, first and foremost, before we get about that, is the open heaven that God wants to have on your life. And it's all about relationship. It's all about you and Him. I want to show you a video. You ready? Just close your eyes because I'm skipping through what's to come still. I'm joking. You can look at it. Open heaven. Okay, here we go. You ready? There's no sound. Poor little ant. Oh no. Someone's drawn a line around him. And now he's trapped forever. He literally doesn't know. He can't. He's, 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 that's it. He's trapped. He's been put in Dudley Zoo. Oh, poor guy. He's going to get tired of this at some point, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. He's just giving up. That's it. End of story. Interesting. Now, don't go and be cruel to ants this week, okay? Ben? It's Ben here. I mean it. But can you see what happened? Here's an ant. He's got an entire plane of access. He can roam anywhere he wants. And then a line is drawn. And within the line, he cannot step over it. Because he looks down always. He's always looking down. And all he sees is a line. He doesn't know how to get across it. That... I saw it on Facebook, okay? <laughs> I saw that and I thought, oh my word, Lord, sometimes that's exactly what we are like. The enemy draws a line of confinement around us. It's all in our minds, or it's, it's, it's all lies. We're not confined by debt, we're not confined by sickness, we're not confined by limits of wealth, we're not confined by a few bad circumstances at work or a few bad relationships. But what happens is we see the line and we think, that's it. The heavens are closed. No more open heaven. Here's a Zimbabwe story. I knew I could get one in. (laughs) So in Africa, at the time we lived in, there was this mindset that the heavens were like brass. And the town that we lived in, there was so full of burdens and, and you just couldn't get breakthrough. And it was like so much oppression and and God just couldn't move in there because the heavens were closed. And, and we would do church in a church building. And sometimes we'd go out and do church like on the streets. And bef- before we'd use that, that building, we would like spend all week walking around it and praying because it was a den of iniquity. And Lord, would you just send your presence here for when we worship you? Honestly, anyone else ever have that kind of experience of church or, or mindset? We can still have that in our lives. It's a limitation. If you choose to believe that the heavens are closed, then you're nullifying the work of the cross in your life. Because my Bible says that the heavens opened at Pentecost. The heavens were opened in the book of Revelation. That door hasn't closed. If there is a line of confinement, constriction around you, it's what the enemy wants you to stay in. But today you can step into God's timeline. Today we can step into Jubilee. And what else does Jubilee mean? It means that the heavens are open for you. The heavens are open for you. You want an open heaven? Guess what? You got it! You want an open heaven in your relationship with God on your Monday morning? You've got it! Yes, Lord! All the, you know, I even did this um, last night. I thought, have I got enough to talk about today? <laughs> the, things, the things we go through. Um, 
And I just felt this like, I need to look at, I'm talking about open heaven that we've got it. Lord, is there any protocol for approaching you? Because the last thing I want to do is be responsible for making God, this awesome God, this holy God, almost like so buddy and friendly that it's like, hey, I've got an open heaven, I can do whatever I want. Do you know what I mean? But I read it like, what is the protocols for approaching God? And in other religions, we see so much protocol. Washing of hands, preparing of, of things. And in the Old Testament, there's a lot of that. But in the New Testament, God says this. Come to me, all you who are weary. All you who need rest. All you who are tired of religion. Come to me. He says it in the Old Testament in Isaiah. He says it, Jesus himself says it in Matthew 8. He says, come to me. And I'm like, God, okay, I'm coming. What's the protocol? He says in Hebrew 11 verse 6. The only protocol that you come is that you believe in me. Because it's impossible to approach me without faith. But he who has faith and believes in me when he comes to meet me will meet with me. The only protocol you have to do is like I said, you want an open heaven? Believe you've got it. Don't look at the lines at the ground that the enemy draws for you. There's a line in the ground that Jesus has drawn. And I want, I'm going to end on this story. We're going to do some decrees, receive an offering. There was a woman in the, old, old, in the New Testament that in Jesus' life. He was at church on a Sunday. And the Pharisees came to him and said, we've caught her outside. We've got this woman. We caught her in adultery. Not just like, you know, the juicy emails on Facebook. We caught her in the act, right? And the Bible, your word that you say is your father, he says you have to stone her. So come on, let's go stone her. Jesus bends down on the ground. See, the enemy has drawn a line of confinement around this lady. You are an adulterer. You will never be married again. You are worthy of death. You are full of shame. You are despicable. You are despised. You are outcast by this society. These are the lines the enemy has drawn around her. Jesus bends down and he draws in the dirt. We don't even know what he says. It's not written in scripture. We don't know what he was writing. And eventually stands up. They keep saying him, telling him, throw the stone, throw the stone, throw the stone. He stands up and he says, you who are without sin, throw the first stone. What you've got to understand, in Deuteronomy, where God set up this law, the person who was the witness had to throw the first stone. The reason that's there is because you made sure that you weren't lying about someone. No false witness. Because if you were a false witness, you'd be worthy of death yourself because you just murdered someone, right? But if your witness was true, and here's the thing, you had to be in the presence of two or three witnesses. So when Jesus is saying that this lady is not worthy of death, who's his witness? Not only does Jesus give you access to his Holy Spirit, his witness was God the Father. So often we can think Jesus is the loving one and God sometimes, because he's the father, you know, we're not sure if we've done well by him or if we're deserving of his affection or if he'll be upset with us. Together, the two, and with the Holy Spirit upon Jesus, there was three witnesses that day, not just Jesus. Three witnesses saying, there's a line in the sand the enemy's drawn. There's another one I'm drawing. Go and sin no more. I no longer condemn you. That is the access you and me have, you and I have. We've got an access to an open heaven tomorrow morning. At lunchtime today with your family, it's there for you. All we need to do is approach him with faith. Are you ready to receive that? Okay. So we, we, I want us to take him an offering. Um, all this is doing is just saying, Lord, I want to step into my timeline. And it's not about how much you want to give today, but I'd love every one of you to grab an, an envelope because it's something that also happened in the Bible. And uh, it was called a wave offering. 
and, and we've done it. You know, we've picked up an offering and we waved. It looks pretty cool, right? It's kind of liberating. But something happened when we were on a holiday in Cornwall two weeks ago. We were sitting at a restaurant looking out across the beautiful Cornish countryside. And there was a field of wheat. It was green. It wasn't ready for, for harvest yet. And Anna said, Ryan, look at that. Do you know how the waves, when you look at the waves of the sea, you literally see the waves? This looked like green sea waves. And it was the wind running through the harvest, running through the wheat. And the wheat was waving. And it looked like literally the sea, didn't it, Anna? Really well spotted. When we bring a wave offering to God this morning, that's what we're doing. We're saying, Lord, here is a harvest. Come and blow with your wind upon it. Just like the wind of your presence blows the wheat. Come and blow upon my harvest. Come and take us into a portion of double fold. Come and take us into new cycles, new seasons in our lives. So um, the band's going to come up uh, and lay some music down for us. We're going to step into God's timeline. And once, once you've given your offering, don't run away. What I'd love you to do is just to go back to your seats and stay standing and join with the person next to you. And together we're going to just pray, okay? So why don't we all stand up? Let's put some decrees today into the atmosphere. Decrees about the new season. They're up on the screen there so we can all read them out together and if you agree with this it's something that you want to align to let's just be bold and make these decrees are you ready i'm going to read i decree and then together i'll try and be really english about it let's say this out with conviction today are you ready okay conviction are you ready i decree i am i am at my place of completion A new cycle and season of extreme blessing has opened up for me. I will walk in a new fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I receive the Holy Spirit's full portion of health, wealth, and blessing. Give him a hand this morning. Yes, Lord. Come and do that.